At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host Evan. Hello. And we're here with my and our father, Scott <laughs> O'Hara. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. All right, Devin, what do you got for us today? I got two, actually. Oh, nice. One's off the cuff, see if I can remember it. On uh, uh, Duncan Trussell's Family Hour, you ever listen to that podcast? Never heard He's of it. He's a comedian. <laughs> but he had a... Duncan Trussell. He had a podcast with his mom. And then later on, he talked about it, like, if you ever get a, a chance to do a podcast with one of your parents, definitely do it, because then you can look back on it yeah. and enjoy it, because most people either don't, you're not going to sit down and just talk, like, right. ask your parents questions for an hour. It's right, kind of right. a weird thing. <laughs> so that was him saying that. So that's kind of a quote. All right. And the other is, don't wait for everything to be perfect before you decide to enjoy your life. too <laughs> that's good don't that, hold your breath waiting for that one <laughs> right exactly so yeah so many man. times you like you're like all right well, i get this and this yeah and then maybe if we get this and like you'll be then it'll be cool right then we can start doing the things it's like right no just do it now because this is it yeah i think that's the the basis of uh like a midlife crisis because <laughs> guys get to the middle of their life and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm expecting, I've been waiting to do these things. You know, like I should have had all these things done, but I haven't done them yet. Like, oh, what am I going to do now? I got to get the crazy fast, fast car or, you know, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, I like Makes that. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. With, and dad, with all the us four boys, I think you're constantly like trying to figure out, get everyone together, get everyone to do stuff. But we all were, we were always doing things. Yeah, Absolutely. I feel like we weren't waiting around. We always had things to do, and let's go do this, and let's. It's just, it's now. You're not. You're not waiting for what it's going to be. It is. It's now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's. Um, I think there's always, there will always be something to strive for, but you can't like that quote says. You can't just wait for that to happen to get on with your life. You got to figure out what you have in the moment and do that. Like I think, um, a lot of people ask me, you know, like. Um, am I going to like go full time or are we going to go full time with YouTube and, you know, or like, or like, I'll, like you should try this, you should try this, you should do this full time. You should make these more often. You should sell these. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have the time for that because 
I'm already doing these other things and I also want to spend time with my family. You know, like I can't (laughs) just like push, push, push and not have time with my family. I only have five more years with Corinne before she leaves for college. Mm. And then then 15 and then she'll have you on her podcast. (laughs) Right. You have to have your priorities. Right. Uh, Like you say, your family is is way up on your list and that's what's important to you. And, you know, work is work and your family's family and, you know, they always say God, family, you know, work, whatever from there on. But uh, I, I think it's it's important that you put every, everything in perspective. Yeah. Since you now, both of you have, uh, you know, have families children. of yeah. your own. And uh, that, that when you wake up in the morning, it's like, wow, I'm a dad. This, yeah. is, this is cool, you know. Right. Yeah. Just be happy with what you have and right. get on with living. Like, all right, well, right, let's go do something. Yeah, right. We got it right here. We we got the things that you really want and, and should want and need yeah. as a happy family. So Stephen, count your blessings. Stephen right. DeForest <laughs> just uh, had a little baby girl oh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, congrats. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah I posted little... on Instagram. Oh, man, congrats oh, to him. First one, that's crazy, you know. Mm. Yeah, there's there's nothing like – there's there's just nothing better than family, and there's nothing better than children. Yeah, so yep. that's uh, four fantastic sons. <laughs> right, well, that's, exactly. a, that's a given <laughs> yeah we actually I'm, just had I'm blessed a, yeah, yeah, good boys had Christmas and we all were together up at mom and dad's place and that was really nice I like I didn't think about it till later but it's we all see each other often but not often are we all together at the same time with our families with all the children like, yeah so yeah. I mean you know I, maybe in the grand scheme of it like compared to other families we do it often enough but it was really nice to have all the nephews and nieces there and all the you know all the cousins and parents and ch- children and yeah, it was nice yeah it's it's very very nice and and fun and you know it's uh and we all get along yeah, yeah. and that's a good thing too that is a blessing oh i got a, <laughs> uh, so speaking of like a lot of cookies and things yeah i got a present for dad oh all Uh-oh. right <laughs> he's walking away from the mics here it comes uh, so we do i think we may have talked about this but we do a secret santa um, oh. exchange for gifts for the brothers and sister-in-laws. And then we also usually will do like a family. We all make different cookies. <laughs> and uh, How many stories stories are written about yeah. these? <laughs> Burger cookies. So that's just a little treat. I swung by highs. I was like, oh, I'll, get, I'll get dad something for coming mm-hmm. by and, yeah. and helping us on our podcast. Devin would always yeah. tell me how all the boys would get one and I would hide the rest. Yeah, right. Right. Put exactly. them in my bedroom so they wouldn't get any more. So burger, burger, yeah, cookies. burger cookies are, are a Baltimore-based uh, bakery, Burger, B-E-R-G-E-R. Mm. And uh, Burger Cookie is like a half a, um, what is it, like um, uh, what's the, it's. Uh, shortbread cookie? Yeah, shortbread. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's a shortbread cookie with a, with a. Just an equally amount of chocolate <laughs> frosting on top. More so chocolate. Yeah, more chocolate, chocolate fudge. Frosting, chocolate dip, fudge hand dipped yeah. on, oh. on each one. Yeah. They're, they're crazy. Unbelievable. They're we, great. We went they to, great. I took my students to Lexington Market recently, which is a indoor um, market in Baltimore City. Um, and they had burger cookies at one of the booths. There was like a, um, you know, a bakery booth and they had burger cookies. And so my, my co-teacher Katie actually bought some for all the students, for all of our students. It was like 20 something students. And, uh, like 
I don't know about shockingly, but so many of the students ate like two or three or four bites and then just threw away the rest. Really? They're like, it's just too much. They couldn't do it. It's like too chocolatey. They, they are. And I agree. They're they're, they're definitely very rich, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to throw one away. Throw <laughs> I know. Away. I was like watching them. They're just like wrap it up in, their, in the napkin and just toss it. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is like classic tradition here. You That's know? sacrilege. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And Devin, Devin brought them out or like we, m- mom and dad, I guess we would always, not always, but um, would get them when we were kids and, but it would be, it was kind of a, it was a treat, you know, it was like, it was something special. So they'd come back with a box of burger cookies. We would usually get, it was like a dessert we'd get from yeah. Parmesan. It was a pizza place, right? right? Uh, That's it. Okay. Uh, right. <laughs> my sweet yeah. tooth. I remember yeah. these. <laughs> you remember where they came from? These are Parmesan. my first memories. Yes. <laughs> burger cookies up on like the middle shelf, like stacked up high uh-huh. mm-hmm. and we'd get them. Uh, okay. But yeah, we would all get oh. one and then there was only a few left. So dad would. <laughs> the box would disappear and it would never return you know because well, what is it like 10 in there or something so probably less yeah i don't know eight yeah. maybe and they're yeah. pretty expensive right oh yeah, yeah. i not, mean back yeah. then i'm sure they were but they were still probably high back then so it's yeah, right. that pack is like what well, depends you go to gas stations more yeah but i'd say the average is about six bucks right yeah for a pack of burger cookies yeah. yeah that's not bad i think they want like Dollar seventy nine for one of them if you yeah, buy so, yeah, yeah, right. so don't, buy don't spit it out. <laughs> yeah, I you know. owe me fifty cents. I know. I'm like, what are you doing? I, fortunately, I didn't buy them, but I was I felt bad for Katie. <laughs> it's, like, wow. it's like three hundred dollars. I know. What are you doing? Yeah, like twenty yeah. some students and you know, I, and from a bakery in Lexington Market. So I'm sure you know she right, bought yeah. individually. You know, I was like, I was. Uh, <laughs> we had, I guess, people were bringing in different things when I worked for the Redskins in the control room. Mm-hmm. It was actually a nice thing. The producer would bring in a lot of snacks, which is a huge thing. Yeah. As Dad knows, we can get into that. Dad is pretty much why I got into video production. But right. not having food will piss a whole crew off. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if all you so do is simple. spend a little money all yeah. out, of, out of the grand sque- scheme of things, yeah. 30 bucks worth of snacks right. is a drop in the bucket of how much you're spending. And your whole crew will be 50% happier. Yeah. <laughs> so he would always bring in a bunch of good snacks. Nice. And everyone was always like, whatever you wanted. So someone brought up burger cookies and no one had them. So I brought them down and they were hit. Nice. There's like there's only eight of them, eight or nine of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Gotta have food. Yeah. There you go. That's that's part of the uh, you know don't wait to live your life. <laughs> Eat good food. <laughs> you know? It's like uh, I don't know if it's the reason why I drink beer, but I I don't. Like when I when I decide like often I will cut back on sweets or cut back on bread you know in different times to like try to lose a little bit of weight and some people are always like oh you gonna stop drinking beer I'm like no <laughs> I used to say it too like that doesn't count anymore. yeah right exactly yeah. like I'll cut back it's easier to cut back on other things and I yeah I could stop drinking but I like I don't I I drink beer because I really enjoy the taste of beer it's the same reason why I drink coffee like I don't drink coffee because it wakes me up I drink coffee because I love the taste of it mm-hmm. and that was. Uh, that was something I definitely got from you. The, the the taste of coffee that I like to drink is like I usually like a cup of coffee. I'll put like a scoop of sugar in and then cream, whatever that is, like half and half or almond milk or something, because that smell and taste is what's nostalgic to me from growing up and what you <laughs> when I would smell and taste your coffee when I was sure. a kid because it was always had cream and sugar in it. So that's like what my that's what I enjoy. That's part of the like it's warm. And I'm sure like there is some of the like uh I am, there is the addicting quality of caffeine in the morning and oh, yeah. it does something for me. There's a reason why when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is go and make a cup of coffee, not only because I love the taste, but, but you know, I, yeah. there have been days where I'll, where I'll go like a week or something without drinking coffee and I'm always fine. But 
So when we were kids, you were you were sneaking dad's coffee. Oh yeah, and Drew Drew was sneaking dad's cigarettes. Cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) We we each got a vice. I I got the sugar. (laughs) (laughs) We all got the gambling. That's fun. (laughs) I know. I uh, last couple years, mom has started to make a pot of coffee in the morning for me. She never did before, but it's something newer and. Man, I love waking up. Mm. Smell that. <laughs> smell of a pot of coffee. Yeah. It's like, oh, wake me up. Mm. <laughs> it's the small things, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could have been doing this my whole life. What happened? <laughs> She's like, well. <laughs> so we want to talk about, obviously, the things you did, Dad, that now influenced us and I, what we're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask, I was thinking about on the drive here, you're a... Not a city boy when you grew up, but you're in Parkville, Maryland. People don't know it's it's a lot of row homes, and it's like yes. right on the edge of the city, so it's not it's suburban. suburbia a, yeah. a little bit. Absolutely. But, so you went from that to like meeting mom, and then mom was country. She's it's it's only 15 minutes away from Parkville, but it's a different world, really. Yeah, farm country. So you going from Parkville to Glen Arm? What was your feeling? I mean, you felt like you hit the jackpot. I mean, mom wasn't rich, but you went from a row home to a 35-acre farm. 33, So so in like 10 10 years, you're doing that, and then all of a sudden, you got a bunch of boys, and you're like riding a tractor around. (laughs) Was that, I mean, what was that like? Was that a a great, it's a great thing. It was, um, you know how you you wish when you're a little kid, you know, I I, I would like to have this, or, or you know. Anything you make a wish on. I always wanted yeah. to have a horse. Mm-hmm. So um, that came into fruition. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so we had horses. And uh, yep. I remember when I first met your mom, I uh, we, we met at a place where we all used to go swimming together. And uh, somebody told me who she was. And we talked. She still didn't remember me from that day. But... Uh, <laughs> I said, they don't that girl has that really cool farm that's like up off the road in Glen Arm. I want to get together with her. I like her. <laughs> yeah, she's very nice. And um, it all came to pass. Yeah. You just never know how, you know, how things are going to go. Uh, like I say, I was a, basically a city guy, you know. Yeah. Row house was a row house, you know. Mm-hmm. I was a Baltimore hun. That's right. <laughs> but, well, yeah. it was a... It was a Really cool. Um, when uh, we got married, we didn't think we were going to be on the farm. Mm, right. And uh, when your your brother Derek was born, your grandfather said, uh, there's a mobile home on the farm. We're not going to rent it out anymore. Would you like to be interested in maybe living in it? We were like, heck yeah. yeah right. <laughs> and then, then the we moved yeah. from there to get... We bought that, and then we moved to the uh, to the big house. The big house, yeah. Did uh, Granddaddy? Did they charge you any rent for the for the for the, the big, trailer for the trailer? Uh, actually, we bought the trailer from the folks who had rented the farm. Uh, so we bought oh, they had the bought tra- it okay. from them. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't get rent on that. Right. But uh, we both, uh, you, I mean, Mom and I, and Aunt Jill. There was two trailers on the property. Right. <clears throat> we both bought a trailer. Oh, okay. So huh. it was great. And yeah. then it just worked out that we could um, 
we, other folks who had rented the big house were ready to move. Right. So we were ready to move in. Our, our family's getting bigger and bigger. We had right. three boys and a trailer, and it was like, I think it's time to move into the big house. So we, we did, yeah. and, you know, it was, uh, it was a great 14 years, I guess, something yeah. like that. Jeez. But it was wonderful. Yeah. I right. wish, wish we could have bought it, but at that point in time, we couldn't afford to buy it. Right. So. Yeah. And now no one can afford to buy it. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so when you like, <clears throat> as a as a maker, as a person, you know who who makes things and does stuff, like you're you're very much DIY minded. Like, how do I do this myself first? And mm-hmm. then if I can't do it, then I'll figure out a way to maybe you know figure out a way to make it or or find someone who can do it for me. Um, when like when you moved into the farm. Did that like? Did you end up doing a lot more stuff on the farm in that mindset, like making your own things, doing your own things, or was that just something? I mean, I know that's something that you grew up as, like you were always interested in cars and working on cars, and I think you know that did that affinity for for doing stuff yourself. Did that happen when once you got older, or was that something that happened when you were younger? Well, I was, I was definitely into cars. Yeah. Uh, I loved cars, you know, fast cars. It was muscle cars. That's yeah, what right. you did back in the in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Cars were mm-hmm. cool. Um, so I knew cars. <clears throat> I worked construction, mm-hmm. a couple different companies, mm-hmm. a plumbing company, a construction company, underground utility company. Uh, so I sort of, you know, you become a... Jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. And And... There was no Google to look it up. Then. Right. So you yeah. had to uh, basically ask somebody. If you didn't yeah. know something about plumbing, you would find a plumber and talk to him about it. Call him on the phone. Um, right. So, you know, you just sort of trial and error. Right. So, yeah. So from there, let's go back way way before the farm. Let's go all the way back. Because we're always asking like, people, how'd you, how'd you get into the mindset of it? Right. And like... Your real dad, our real grandfather, died when you were young, when you mm-hmm. were three? Three months. Three, three months. months. Right, right, Jeez. right. Yeah. So you never knew him. And then Pop Pop wasn't necessarily handy that I remembered. Not at all. Right. Yeah. He, he's a guy who'll just get call someone in. Right. And that was, yeah. that was right. Our, our grandfather, our grandmother remarried when you were not what, a year and a half or something, right? Yeah, so, a couple years old, maybe yeah. two. So, right. So, Pop-Pop was the only father you ever knew, and right. he's only, obviously the only grandfather we ever knew. You know, he was always a, you know, a great-grandfather. Right. But he, like you said, he wasn't like a maker guy. He wasn't a handy guy. So, did you have to do some of that stuff around the house? Did you learn it from Uncle Dick? Because Uncle um, Dick is, what, 10 years older than you, right? No. no. Uh, my brother didn't do any of that. Okay. Um, I learned from... People around, maybe somebody in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Mr. Bud, who lived three or four doors down from us. Right. Uh, Mr. Bud had polio, so he had didn't have the use of his hands, mm. but he could do anything with his feet. It was amazing. He could turn a <laughs> screwdriver with his feet. Um, he taught me a lot of things about around the house, mm. fixing just little things that go wrong in the house. Um, yeah. He would say, I need you to help me do this. And he would just, you know, step by step, like take this tool it. out of this drawer and give it here, do this, do that. Uh, I got to the point where I, I was rebuilding his iron lung uh, every year <laughs> because, you know, he had to have his, his iron lung to uh, to breathe right. because his, his diaphragm was gone um, from polio. So it was just kind of like 
those kind of things you just learn as you go. And right. on the farm, it was the same thing. And it's it's broken. Let's figure out how to fix it. <laughs> right. There's no other option. Right. Yeah. So you learn how to put in a new uh, like light switch with your big toe. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm Probably really good. I'm yeah. doing my heels. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty, pretty incredible. Um, I heard something actually this morning. The guy on the radio said, people of my age were the, the, the end of or, or the beginning of people who dealt with computers mm, and right. smart yeah, devices and all right, because yeah. we didn't have any of that. Right. It's just even back into the 90s, the computers were there, but they were real high end. Right. Yeah. You know, so we, we didn't have those type of things, which is, it, it really made me think about that today. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we were yeah. the end of the people who didn't have it. You guys have it. Your right. kids will have. What will they have? What's next? Yeah, you know. I always think. I think about that. We talk about that too. Like we were, we were in that transition time where we we grew up without smartphones mm-hmm. and without really technology. I mean, I guess like when we were like we had a computer when we were in elementary school and then into middle school, but it wasn't really. It wasn't like it is now where you can, everything is there. It was like, uh, you could maybe do a chat room or you could play a game on it, but the internet wasn't fast enough for really like, so we would, you know, in high school, we'd still go to the library and look at, you know, get books and stuff and like, you know, and and then it wasn't until college I even got a cell phone and then not a smartphone until after grad school. And for years, if you were on the internet, the dial up, the phone wouldn't work. Right. So it's like, it was like a countdown. Like, what do you need it for? Why? Like, all right, well, you can do it right now, but you have it for like 20 minutes. Right. What if someone calls? Yeah. <laughs> then no one yeah, wouldn't go through. Yeah, right. So that was it. it. Was you were on and off. You, yeah. you did what you needed to do. Right. And here we are doing a, a broadcast. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, on the computer. Yeah. Go figure. And that everyone all over the world will be able to hear it, you know, yeah. if they want to. It's pretty incredible. second. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. I always said that uh, I had a face for radio. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Yeah. So, so, you know, with um, other people in the neighborhood, you said Mr. Bud. Was there also like I know you had different friends who had um, like fathers who were also like handy. Would you learn stuff from them, or you know, and kind of just kind of acquire that knowledge over the years from different people? Yeah, I guess some. Who who were the car guys? Uh, Pooty. Who lived Pooty directly Jan. across the street? Uh, Pooty and Jan. Everybody called him Pooty. I don't even know his real name. Uh, <laughs> but Pooty was a mechanic. Okay. So you if, if you you were over there turning a wrench, Pooty would come across the street and say, yeah. you, you should do this and this and this. Right. But there was no, you know, you'd have to plug your computer. You had a carburetor and right. spark, yeah. you know, spark plugs, and that was it. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, the few old trucks I've had. Like eighty trucks are great. Yeah. It's yeah. wide open. It's like a the engine it's almost huge. like a, a diagram of what a car truck engine would be. Yeah, right. It's like this is this, this is this. It's so now everything's just packed tight. Yeah. You can yeah. see everything. Yeah, yeah, here's the spark plugs and I can get to them. Right. Yep. You know, yeah, and here's right. a com- you know, here's the air filter. Just unscrew the top and put it on there. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a I'm not really a car guy, but with same thing with my the truck the eighty nine F one fifty when I got that the alternator I needed to change that pretty early on and that was like super easy it was like right there just bought a new one put that one in and then there was one day where I was I started the truck and I was like I was put on the on the throttle and there was no like no gas you know I wasn't getting any throttle I'm like what the heck so I'm like it's got to be something it felt loose like it didn't feel 
like there wasn't compression. It felt like there was something loose. I was like, all right, so let me use my mind, you know, open up the <laughs> open up the, the the engine compartment, look in there, and I follow, you know, I kind of go from where the where the gas pedal is, and I kind of follow a cable up to the top where I know the the actual throttle body is or whatever up top, and like I'm like looking at that and looking at okay, well this clips in here, and there was like a little clip that had just like popped off, and so the actual throttle cable wasn't attached, so it mm-hmm. wasn't. So I'm like nothing's actually there. So I clipped it back on, went in, turned on the truck, started right up. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I figured it out. Because but again, that's like that type of engine that is you know it was all right there. I it's, could see it. Yeah, I could follow it. It, it up, makes you know? sense. It's yeah. like that uh, Seinfeld joke where he's like you, know, you get out of the car your girl's in the car you know we put the hood up first thing that's nice because so they can't see that we don't know what we're doing <laughs> and then he's like i'm just looking for something unplugged or an on off switch that i switched <laughs> off switch. turned back on. got it <laughs> i could do that yeah <laughs> i don't know what i'm looking at <laughs> yeah, the, the new cars i think i'm looking for a fuse yeah because right. you know i don't know what else you know you got to have yeah. something to plug in to yeah. To figure out what's wrong. First time I had to jump start the hybrid, which is weird because they have a huge battery mm-hmm. in the bottom of the car that always has juice in it. So why can't you use that to jump the car? <laughs> right, exactly. But it runs out because it only uses its tiny little battery. It's like a smaller battery than normal. Oh, yeah. And you had to, like, the ground was somewhere different. Like, you couldn't just, it was so, I had to, like, I was, like, reading yeah. the manual and it's covered up with plastic. So you're, like, unsnapping plastic pieces before Jeez. you can even get to the battery, but. There's a giant battery under the car. We should always <laughs> have a start. Juice, like, yeah, what are we right. doing? <laughs> yep. I, uh, I, today, I had to uh, change uh, a headlight uh-huh. bulb mm-hmm. with uh, Sam Strzok. Yeah. It was a, you know, 05, 06 Chevy. Oh, man, that's it, yeah. I had to go online. <laughs> yeah. I got to change a light bulb. You got to take the muffler <laughs> off. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ended up there was like these two clips. You popped them up, and the whole light came right out. It was yeah. real easy, but you got to know. I was like, right. I you have to know it. it. Yeah, I, you know, I would have taken the battery out, and you know, yeah. it was. You just. Well, yeah, I did that when knows. when I got the the Ram that I have now. Um, I I bought new headlights for it because they were just old and like that water had gotten inside. So I bought new headlights, not just the bulb, but the whole new lights. And I was looking up on how to put them together and how to, and it was like a ton of work just to be able to put the headlights on. And so when I had Jerry work on the truck, I was like, hey, can you put these headlights on for me? And he was like, <laughs> okay, sure. And then afterward, he was like, those took me longer than the whole job that I had to do just getting those headlights on. I was like, oh, thank Crazy. you. So I gave him an extra hundred bucks. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, just that, that I guess uh, having that mindset of trying to do it yourself first is definitely something that we, that I got from you. And yeah. I was like, oh, like, you know, because it was always that. It was like, oh, let's, you know, we'll figure out how to do it. And then, you know, you always had the knowledge of doing the stuff around the house. It was like, oh, yeah, make sure to do this. Make, it's all the, the little things, even with like this, the Smithy build when I like did the tar paper the <laughs> wrong way. You know, you're like, oh, you should have done it, you know, across so it's overlapping coming down. I was like, oh, duh, that's so easy like of course that's what it's supposed to be all right but hey right, pizza's here pizza's <laughs> here pizza <laughs> all right so we're gonna take a break pretty person <laughs> in this hunger still cold in the shop but the cold take a pizza quick food we all enjoyed right back to the conversation i was uh mentioning the smithy build and how um you know you had the trick of the tar paper which i didn't know so that actually was, was that that's the first video that you were on with us right I believe so. Yeah, because I so if you haven't seen the Smithy build video, you gotta check it out if you want to see Dad. If you haven't seen him yet, you can see he was there for most of the days helping out, um, <laughs> except for the 
the one morning where I started without him and then got there and he's like, your tar paper's on sideways. <laughs> like, Man, dang, I should have just waited like an hour. <laughs> but, no. but no, that was fun. That was, it was fun to have you there because there was like a lot of knowledge just in that type of thing, that like building knowledge that you, you gain by experience. Right. And, and, you know, and we've built stuff like that, like, like the, the porch, you, you had the two porches on your house, which now is Devin's house, mm-hmm. um, which we all helped to build. And three sheds. Which, three I, which, sheds. I, which I didn't know I was investing in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. all that stuff in. If you would have known. Like See, being a good bolts. son pays off. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You help whenever your dad asks for it. Yeah. The, day, the, uh, the shaky walls story. You should tell that one, Devin. Oh, yeah. Well, the first shed. Uh, we, the were, first we were putting shed, up yeah. and uh, we had the the floor on and we were putting up the the walls. I, I stepped in and I felt like a, a shifting, like a movement. Right. And like I think three of the walls were up. So it was like it should have been tight. I was like, man, it's really kind of wobbly, Dad. Like I'm feeling like I'm, I'm just walking. It's kind of wobbling. Like, well, no, it's fine. What are you talking about? I was, like, oh. I was on my knees working. <laughs> right. And then we... Uh, and then, like an hour later, we're listening to the radio, and they're like, "If you felt that, that was an earthquake." Oh man! <laughs> so, so I thought it was wobbling when I stepped on it. It just happened to be a, a slight earthquake. Yep. <laughs> Which What's in Maryland we, we do not. Get. I thought, "What did yeah, I right. do wrong?" You know, it all <laughs> like, braced real nice. Yeah, it should be fine. I, was like, I don't know. I thought I'm like, all right, well, yeah, whatever. Right? You didn't keep feeling it. You know? I mean, you're like, I guess. Yeah, and then I think when I was up in New Hampshire in grad school, that's when you guys took down the old shed, and then because mm-hmm. because I remember I saw pictures of like you or Derek or somebody standing up in the right, loft, yeah. like standing out the hole. I took roof. some nice film yeah. with the Nikon. Right, yeah, right. So when nice Derek went through those. the roof, then he or, or from yeah. the floor, <laughs> and they were I, taking that old decrepit old thing yeah and he went one of the he went right through the floor and he was <laughs> just sticking out on the top of the roof and then yeah then they cut their way out of the top yeah mm-hmm. right. and then we pulled it down and yeah you like hook it up to a truck or something and pull it down yeah, that way that's always fun yeah yeah it is fun we did that once with uh with my truck when you and i dad were there we went to get that that like barn up in up north of wherever that was like Oh yeah, New yeah, Freedom yeah, or whatever, yeah, right, right on right. the corner, and we hooked up the my truck to that barn and pulled it down. Like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Wait, I did that on the. Um, we did that in Westminster. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, we did. <laughs> it's a lot of barns. Uh, on another because we're like building. we're disassembling it, and of course, I mean, the reason Dad goes to these places is to get a bunch of the old wood and stuff. So mm-hmm. you you really want to be careful, but eventually we you go like, oh my gosh, this is all right. Take, as much as we can get, take yeah, forever. Right. We've been here yeah. for hours, and we're not getting much. Like all right. Let's yank it down and then see what we can pull <laughs> then we'll off. We'll start taking it apart. And that was right when I got my truck. Yeah, it's brand mm-hmm. new, and I had these images of like me pulling something flying through the back window. <laughs> <laughs> but I also really wanted to do it. So yeah, I'm like, right. tie it up. Let's go. <laughs> I think we flipped the whole the thing over. Like oh, yeah. kind of went and like we we put it over top, so like it came it all the way over. Down. <laughs> Dang, nice. <laughs> Throw the yeah. chain over. So yeah, so. We go from that, go from the, the city life and, and cars. Then we, we moved to the farm, mm-hmm. which, like I said, it was 15 minutes away, but it's a really beautiful country in, in Baltimore County. Um, and it was mom's parents' farm. Right. And mm-hmm. then granddaddy's parents built it? Or who, who built oh, the farm? Before that, no. Three generations. Because yeah. it wasn't the farm 100 years old in the 90s. So it was born in 18, when was it? In the, the house late was, 1800s? House was built in 
big farmhouse, 1899, I believe. Okay. Mm. Uh, and then there was the, what, the little house, you know, where the garage was, <clears throat> uh, over, over the other house with the hooked up to the honey house. Okay, right. Yeah. yeah. It was maybe older. I'm not sure. Oh, um, okay. I think they rebuilt uh, several things, but it, it it had been there for, you know, three generations or whatever. Right. Yeah, because I think it was mom's great grandfather, or maybe great grandfather, great great. It makes it our great great great. I think it's the three greats. It makes our who built the farmhouse. <laughs> we'll have mom on and get the exact yeah. details next. <laughs> I think it actually. I think it was mom's. Maybe it's more your grandfather's grandfather. Right. Really. Which would okay. make it yeah, mm-hmm. right. Which would make it mom's great grandfather. So maybe yeah, it, was. it wasn't wasn't Gramp. I think it was what they call Granther. They right. called him. Um, okay. I think that was that was three generations. Like that. That's why I want my I think grandchildren he had, to call uh, me. Mom would have to, you know, tell me the truth on that one. Right. I think that's Granther was. So yeah. So you get access to this huge farm, and, and most of it was leased off for corn, and, and right. So some farmers around they had. When we had it, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They had the big fields, and then. You and mom were basically you would you would board horses. Yep, and that was yep. your main act, farm activity. Mm-hmm. Right, that was uh, the way that paid the the rent. Uh, yeah, okay. you know, and mom was a stay-at-home housewife too. But she did work. You know, she right. usually worked night work. Um, she yeah. waited tables a couple different places, and she you know she worked as a dental assistant for a while um right but you know it, it sort of it was it filled in the money we needed right so was that going on as when you guys were in the trailer or did you start boarding horses after that as a we started after that did mom like say hey i can obviously our, our mom grew up at the farm with horses i mean mm-hmm. she had her own pony so she knew she's a horse lady right so did did she suggest it, or did you guys just go? Well, I, if I recall, the people who rented it, the big house, before they moved, they had horses, and then we got a horse. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that we could make some money boarding mm-hmm. horses, because Mom had the knowledge, and I could work a pitchfork and... Yeah, you know, right. muck a stall with the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you had the knowledge you know, and, the, and the space. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we had, well, we had one, two, three, four. I think we had like five stalls. Right. Um, so we yeah, could three on, we could do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my earliest memories are of the boys, since I'm the youngest brother, them having to go out and do. Yeah, those chores and me being relieved I didn't have to <laughs> I remember that I would stay in like alright you boys go and it was just me like alright see ya, <laughs> see well, ya. our fun. first yeah. our first boarding was uh, racehorses mm. we had uh, three mares and um, a stud wow and the stud had, had to be separated from mares all the time right um, but uh, that was a, a race owner he he was pretty much absent absent all the time right he always paid the bills but uh that's how it i don't remember how it came to to fruition but that's what started it all oh, with okay. with the the boarding right. and then we had <clears throat> we had the 
those horses and then we decided we should go with you know more personal pleasure horses with folks right. and that way and yeah. have weekends off you know we, we could tell people we'll take care of everything until the weekend comes and then you come and muck your own stalls and then we picked up a couple other folks oh, and nice. mom got huh. a, a horse and then <clears throat> you remember jim old jim yeah, jim calhoun moved in he rented a trailer yeah. from us and he had a an old quarter half, quarter horse. Uh, boy. Uh, boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Boy so, was the best. That's, yeah, he was, he was a great horse. a good horse. Everybody yeah. could ride. Ride yeah. boy. So did he, did Jim come because of the horse? Or did you, like, do you remember if that, like, did he start living at the farm because of the yeah, horse? Yeah, I, I think they were looking for a place to, to uh, board to the board. horse. Right. Uh, I don't remember. Mom could probably fill you in on that one. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, for sure, I just remember they rented uh, your the aunt trailers. Jill's trailer. Yeah, and probably because maybe she advertised it. Right. Okay. You know about we're looking for a place, and you know if you have a horse or you, we have a farm. Yeah. And so. And was it was Aunt Jill living in the farm in the in the honey house at the time? Um, she, when 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 Jim moved in, yeah, yeah, yeah they okay. moved. They, they moved. She moved to the. Honey house, and right. we were in the big house. Right, yeah. So, so on our farm, we had the the main farmhouse, and then there was a honey house that my grandfather was a beekeeper, and so he, you know, also made honey. And so there was a full honey house, and then attached to the honey house was a garage, and then above the garage was an apartment that was what like two bedroom maybe or yep. or just two a, bedroom. Yeah. That so was, that was your mom's grandparents' house. Ah, okay. As they lived there so when she grew up. Ah, okay. Uh. Um, right, so so Aunt Jill lived there for a, a bunch of years when we were kids, and then uh, right, and then okay, so then Jim Calhoun moved in. Was it you said they? Was it Jim and somebody else? Because I only ever remember Jim. Okay, I do remember Sun Young Jim. Son of Sun Jim. Sun Young. Sun Jim. Sun Young Jim. Sun Young Jim. Yeah, I do remember. I remember his son as well. Yeah. But okay, yep. I didn't. I didn't realize. Like in my mind, he was older. And John, actually, I think his his son John. Moved in with him first. Okay. And then his youngest son, Jim Jr., uh, moved in a little bit later with Jim. Kim, and then they got married, and yeah. it's a whole story behind all did that. They, did they move into the other trailer? Nope. Okay. So they were just there. Okay. That was, uh, first it was uh, Betsy and Ron. Okay. You know yep. Betsy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they rented. uh a trailer from us, and that was yeah. Then yeah, once you once we moved into the big house, then you rented the trailer that we were living in because mm-hmm. there was like they were like um, what do you call them like double wides or something right like a full yeah, home yeah, was, trailer right yeah, it was yeah. Had an addition on it right, <clears throat> and then uh, so, yeah. then Ron and Betsy found another farm to rent, hmm. uh, uh, you know a farmhouse right <clears throat> out further out in the country, and uh, then Bobby. Okay. Remember Bobby? Yep. Bobby mm-hmm. got, uh, you know, him him and his another friend, they rented it. And then the other guy left, and it was just Bobby. Right. And so was it was Bobby worked for Valley View, right? Valley View Farm? Yeah, was that uh, Bobby? Manor View. Manor View, okay. Yeah, actually, he worked with me, and, okay. you know, he, and I was his boss okay. um, in the city. All right, and then when working we for sort of things for the city went away, and then after the city, he went to work for Mountain View. Okay, so that was working. You were working as a 
in construction for the government, right? I was for Baltimore superintendent, City. yeah. Okay. For Baltimore City. Right. And then doing doing like what type of projects? Oh, every kind of uh, every kind of I my I was a superintendent of landscaping, but it was all building. It could have been brick work, it could have been concrete work, it could have been building parks, okay. tree planting, a little bit of everything. All right. How did you get that job? Um, when I left, I worked for the Board of Education, and I was a lead uh, groundskeeper okay. for Baltimore County Schools. And Were you at like a I, specific school or just kind of all over? I had three schools okay. that, they were they? Were, that I was in charge of. On Dumbarton, Dumbarton. Um, Rogers Forge, okay. and Stonely. Okay. So, and then... <laughs> I left because I just didn't feel like I was making the money I needed. Right. Yeah. And I went to work for Pepsi-Cola. Okay. <laughs> and I worked for Pepsi-Cola for a year and said, this is not what I like to do. So <clears throat> I just happened to see there were some openings in Baltimore City. Uh, it was a new program called City Builders where you could uh, teach young folks trades Okay, and uh, that's you know I went in and I basically because I had lands a lot of landscaping experience, um, I sort of just moved right up the ladder. Yeah, I was a superintendent within I don't know ten twelve months. Oh wow, jeez! So because they realized I knew what I was talking about. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so so did you work with you said that was like uh, teaching youth. Did you work with students when you started off, like working with, or not students, working with yeah, kids? Yeah, I had crews oh, of cool. young, 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 uh, young kids in the city yeah. who didn't have any training. They maybe they dropped out of school or right. just wanted to learn. We had uh, a trade. Yeah, we had a bunch of trades. You could be uh, electrical, you could be plumbing, you could be masonry, you could be landscaping. Right. And I had like six or seven fellows okay. at work. Yeah. You know, on my crew, and then. As, as it went along, I just, you know, uh, we had bigger projects where I would have two or three crews working with right. me. Yeah. And the next thing you know, I'm running a whole project. Right, yeah. And then the boss is like, I'm going to make you a superintendent because I knew how to read uh, blueprints and things oh, okay. like that. Yeah. So that sort of, uh, that that's how it started. And, yeah. You know. So then how would you go from... Doing that, which seems like a pretty good gig, yeah. a pretty good, you know, government gig, yeah. to trying to do your own business, O'Hara and Sons Landscape. Well, yeah, it, it, it was good, <laughs> and I was doing well, and I had picked up a lot of side work, you know, landscaping work, yeah, planting and mulching and just doing you know, big planting jobs and stuff. Right. And uh, I told your mom, I said, you know. I, I think I can make a go of this, just, you know, just doing it as right. our own business. And it was the early 80s, and uh, it was booming. Uh, I knew how to do a lot of fine grading and seeding. So I worked with a lot of uh, contractors building new homes. Oh, I would okay. put in new lawns. Right. So that turned into like, well, we need a new lawn. Uh, can you put in a driveway? Yeah, I got a crew that I know that I used to work with. I can get these guys. We'll do concrete driveways too, and right. sort of, it all 
you know, okay. it was really well. Then the, the bottom fell out of everything. And uh, <clears throat> I guess when you were a little guy in the, in the late 90s, 80s, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, 90s, yeah. building just dropped out and nothing. And I said, what am I going to do? And I went out to broadcasting school and <laughs> started a whole new career. And yeah. after 30 years of that, I had a very successful broadcasting career. I- I think it, going back to O'Hara and Sons landscaping, I always was so proud of the end Sons, you know, because it was like, and I'm sure like, I'm sure you were proud because obviously it wasn't like we didn't work with you. We were right. little boys, yeah. but like for you, you were like, yes, these are my sons. It's mm-hmm. O'Hara and it's Sons. It's also good for business too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I was like always like, yes, that's me. Like I am one of the end Sons. Like, and, you know, going, going to jobs and carrying like oh, yeah. little plants around and stuff well, and planting right. occasionally, you like know, like. I have memories of that, going to jobs. Yeah. It was just, you know, like, well, no one else is going to watch you we're all going mom's going or whoever right we just hang around and play i remember playing in a lot of pipe and tubes <laughs> like when they'd be stacked yeah, up they'd be like job. this is yeah. great yeah, this right. is the best playground ever yeah right mm-hmm. big like corrugated plastic pipe yeah, just go have fun <laughs> yeah oh, man. and it was and sons before Devin was born oh yeah so nice. You know, mom so was, was like, well, what if we have a girl? And I was like, let's not even think about that. <laughs> Impossible. No, it was so like you we don't were going to work women. it out, you know. Yeah, right. So I'm not one of the end sons. Huh? Right. <laughs> you were, default, it was already end sons before you were born. I'm a, maybe. You made it yeah. in. <laughs> in his three sons. <laughs> we we did think about doing, like, if we were to name, like, a business instead of art craftsmanship. Right. We would make it, like, O'Hara Sons and Daughters. Yeah, right. <laughs> because yeah. it's like us right. yeah. and the sons and daughters. So maybe O'Hara and sons awesome. and daughters would be our business. Daughters, yeah. <laughs> right. They could fit all that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some cool t-shirts, too. You had the one that was like a a, sh- um, a leprechaun sitting on a, like a toadstool, like a mushroom, mm-hmm. smoking a pipe. That was a fun one. <laughs> good, like... Uh, Another one with like... wheelbarrow that mom still has yeah. one of those. Oh, and Nicole had one for a, a bunch of years as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the wheelbarrow with mom. like a shovel and a tree coming out of it. That was a real simple one. I really like that one too. Yeah. So we go from that and well, let's, I don't know. We should continue to talk about the farm before we move on. I mean, I don't, you got some crazy farm stories. I know there's talking about the horses. What about that Derek story where he was, uh, where he was found? Horse. Yes. Uh, it was, um, I don't remember if we were, I think we were in the trailer. And Derek got out of bed. I believe he was in in diapers. Right. Yeah. And just walked out the back door down to the to the barnyard. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it was because uh, uh, the lady who rented the house before we got it, she called, and she said, "Do you realize?" Your baby's down in the bar. And we were like, oh, my Lord. You're what? Yeah, right. What? <laughs> you know, he's well, he's not in bed. You know, it's just one of those things. And where was he? Down in the little upper barnyard. But didn't. Standing right now. The horses were standing right over top of him. Yeah. I, there wasn't the story that I heard that he was just sitting under a horse. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. horse, he was right there. The horse, horse was right over top of him. Like, <laughs> yeah, the horse was probably protecting him. They have a sense, you know. He right, yeah. wasn't going to kick it or anything. Yeah, wasn't, they're not threatened by the toddler. Well, I just went flying right. down and grabbed them. I may have been <laughs> at work. I don't recall. Yeah. That can happen. Yeah, I know Mavis, my daughter's climbing out yeah. a lot 
She mm-hmm. now she's climbing. If we do now, we have to put her back in a onesie because she'll take her pants and diaper off. <laughs> <laughs> now you find in there like, hey, what are you doing? she's naked in the <laughs> living room, <laughs> or climbed out, and we gave her a little Christmas tree, uh-huh. but she's gets out, no pants on, and she starts pulling off all the <laughs> things and going into the corner and like playing with them. She ripped the head off Cinderella. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they uh, they, they you think yeah you think you know. Yeah. And they don't. They don't make noise. I mean, if they're crying, then you know they're. And especially right. back right. then, and now I have a camera and audio, and I have everything. And I still, all of a sudden, I'm looking over. Like, what the? And she's out, and like, and we we <laughs> had to flip around the doorknob so we could lock it from the outside. <laughs> nice. So she opens the door and tries to escape. <laughs> oh man! So, oh my! That's great. So yeah, from the farm. Any other farm stories? Or are we going to go the, the door? That? And the trailers. Oh, knocking the door. All three of the boys. You were, you were, you may have been an infant, but uh, mom no, was taking a nap. Devin, I think I was at work. We were in the big house when Devin was born. Right. Okay. Because I remember having conversations. I remember, I have a vivid memory of right. being in the right. living room. Because um, in my mind, I can see, I'm looking at like the roll top desk and the stairs from the cat, <laughs> from the chairs, and having a conversation about Devin's uh, sex. Or, no, no, I'm sorry, his name. <laughs> We're going to decide what sex you were. Is he the boy or girl? No, his name. I remember right. us, because us, he, he was born, and his name was Adam when yeah, he was born. For, for a while. Oh, the people in the podcast who know this story. <sighs> Devin was not a Devin, he was an Adam for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, and a couple months. Oh, a couple months. Two months. Dang. That's crazy. And yeah, like so yeah, I guess you and mom, we would you got a lot of questions of like, really? A, you know, you named him Adam and not a D name because Derek Drew Dustin. Derek Drew Dustin and Adam. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's younger and he's got a different name. Like, really, really? So so yeah, the conversation went and then I guess you and mom just didn't hadn't found a good D name. Yeah, you? we we had girl names and really right. didn't have a, a, a good D good name. one. So and you liked Adam, yeah. Which yeah. Adam's a great name, Adam, you yes, know? the first. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, right, exactly. So then, yeah, then I guess, how did you guys find Devin? Um, it was on um, Night Rider. Uh, the show, uh, Night Rider, color, the right. coloring book. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> when yeah. you guys had a Devin book. was the boss of of uh, M- Michael Knight. Oh, Michael Knight, yeah, from yeah. Night Rider. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> David, uh, just, coloring book. David, it was to, like we saw Devin. Yeah. Was, oh, that's a great. D name, and then yeah. you know, you start to like it. You can change the name to up to six months right. of a child if you want to, and then we all became. We did a little family vote on it. And yeah, yeah, that's. I have that memory, that vivid memory, of sitting mm-hmm. there and voting. And right, because at the time there were five of us to vote, right? So it was yep. like a good odd number. So you had to, have, you know, we, yeah. three on two. So it was a you and it was me and Drew and Mom. That voted for like Devin. Devin. And and Derek and Derek I voted for Adam. Said stay with Adam. But uh, and there you go. We got outvoted, and now you're Devin. Yeah, I'm Devin. <laughs> and I never lived in the trailer because I'm not trailer trash. <laughs> All right, I'm quality. I live in the big house. All right? big house. Yeah, your life is not over <laughs> yet. <laughs> yeah, I might get knocked back down. You should be <laughs> so lucky to live on the farm on a trailer. Oh, it's man, wonderful. Oh, it's beautiful. That is true. <laughs> I mean, I've lived on a. I felt very fortunate to live oh, yeah. on that farm. It's yeah. all about location, 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 yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And it was mine. The trailer was mine. Yeah. Nobody could take it. I wasn't oh. paying ground rent like you do on a, like a, a trailer park. Right. You know? Yeah. So. 
Uh, quick, funny. quick interruption. This pretzel beer is not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have four of them because Nicole's cousin Dan, who we went up to visit after Christmas, um, didn't like them enough that he was going to pour them down the drain. <laughs> See, That's why I gave he asked wine. me, he was like, do you want these pretzel beers? I was like, yeah, I'll take them. So he, he doesn't tell so me this story he before he handed it to me. He's like, you want some of this? You want a pretzel beer? You're like, yeah, sure. I was like, ooh, pretzels. <laughs> Old, dirty pretzels. Dan, Dan said, I got somebody I can dump these beers on. Again. No, I think it's all right. It's It's got the, um, it's like a bready saltiness that, is <laughs> Devin's face is <laughs> not good. <laughs> I think they're fine. I mean, I think they're not great. I wasn't going to let them pour them down the drain. They're not though. great. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we moved from the farm um, when I guess I was 10. We moved from the farm. That would have been, I was in fifth grade. And Devin, you were in first grade. So I was six or five. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh did you so when did you go back when did you go to school to go to BIM? Um this is broadcasting this is in America. Ninety one. Okay. Which no longer exists. Right. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, it was ninety one. I graduated in ninety two. <laughs> yeah. And right. then I went to work. Right. So what what got you into that? Like how'd you go from doing, you know, being a um a superintendent on like landscaping well, and, and then or yeah and then yeah go having your own business. company like yeah having the landscaping business to going into video production well the business was kind of slow and i had four kids mm -hmm. to feed and uh things were not working well so it was it was in the newspaper oh really how about okay. a career in broadcasting call blah 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 you know and i i called the number and I went to school. I, I was I had I qualified to get a a Pell Grant mm -hmm. and some guaranteed student loans. Yeah. And uh, and the rest is history. I had a job before I graduated from the school. Oh, uh, that's cool. So yeah, yeah. There's a uh, so why yeah why but it it was just in the paper. So you thought the that'd be interesting. History. Did you did you yeah. have it? Did you yeah. have any interest in it though? Well, you know I I you know I played music. Yeah, for a long time I played music in a band. And, right. Yeah. Uh, so I loved entertainment business, uh, yeah. and I knew audio. Yeah. Because right. of that. Right. And uh, I thought, man, worse come to worse, you know, maybe it's a fall back on that. But then you you could either major in TV or radio, but uh, you didn't yeah. have to declare your major uh, until you were, you know. A month in, so okay. I went in and I thought I want to do the TV thing because that's where the money is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of money in radio, and uh, probably even more so now. There's not a whole lot of money in it, but uh, right. There was tons of money in in TV, and I said that's what I need. Tons of money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wherever the money is, whatever. Well, it was very little money when I started, so but yeah. I worked my way up. Yeah. So so then you had um, so you went to school and then you said you got a job right out of school so you started working at producers. Um, Actually, I worked for another place called uh, Modern World Media. Okay, and I worked for Joel. What was his name for? Uh, I guess about eh, three or four months. Okay, yeah. and then uh, a, a girl I know, Bonnie McCausey. I was doing some freelance stuff and just. You know, internships for Comcast. Mm -hmm. 
And Bonnie called me and said, would you be interested in working in a, a good high-end production house? Yeah. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, right. she said, I'll pass your name on. And I got hired on the spot nice. at, at producers. Right. Worked in the tape room, worked my way up into the studio, shooting, lighting. And then uh, from there, um, the TV station right next door. So wait, what, what, at producers, what were they making? Like Commercials. Okay. Commercials, all kinds of commercials. We had high-end clients, um, <clears throat> big um, ad agencies. All right. You know, mm-hmm. um, were there. So they were- So regular TV, po- like Posting TV all their real high-end commercials there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And some some programming too, but mostly commercials. Right. So that's like a like a thirty second commercial, like a yep. normal commercial. Okay. Yep. So how do you how do you like what's the difference between working on a commercial like that and working on I guess like a movie or like a TV show? I don't do you, like <laughs> very little difference. Right. Okay. It's just it's, it's, it's concentrating on telling this story in thirty seconds, and okay. if you're on a movie, it may be you know three four months. Right. On the set, uh, commercial maybe two days. Oh wow! Jeez. You know, one day in the studio, another day on location. Right. You know, and you just get all yeah, get all the shots as quick as possible, and then yeah, yeah. Well, you only need thirty seconds worth of stuff, but right. when you have these big money agencies, mm-hmm. you know, they have people who just shoot. They specialize in just shooting food. Right. So <clears throat> all the food footage that we worked with um arby's okay and um uh, ponderosa steakhouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all their food stuff was shot in new york okay. by these big high-end food guys right they right. shoot them on film and you know and they would come back and we would put that together and okay. I, you know it was just and it was trial and error you, you learn from the best and you watch these guys, you really know what they're doing. Right. And then after four years, I got a break. Uh, the TV station, you know, mm-hmm. Channel 13. Um, right, which is CBS. One of the guys came right. down and yeah. said, hey, I'd love to have, I know you can edit it. I know you can shoot. We'd like to have you come up and shoot news. And then it just really blossomed. For right. Me. That is the one good thing. Well, there's, I guess there's a few. But the good thing about video production is you usually, you don't have to do a pretty much interview again. Right. Once you get in, it's just, hey, someone said you can do this. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Come to the shoot, and then once they, you either can, you can either can do it. Or can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then from there on, you'll get it's word of mouth. But you don't have to right. apply for anything. You don't have to. You just show up because someone said, right. hey, come on. I mean, different yeah. companies. It's, obviously, yeah, obviously recommendations. If yeah. you go to production houses, obviously they want to see stuff. But a right. lot, of, a lot of sports production is which what I'm in and which. Dad has been in for a long time. Right. It's yeah. a lot of that. Just, mm-hmm. hey, can you do this? All right, just show up. And then, yeah, you go from there. Yeah. I knew you could do what we need done. Right. You know, can you do this? Right, blah, blah, blah says you can and do I'll it. I'll pay you, you know. five times what yeah. anybody else is paying. <laughs> right. So I'm in. When you went from BIM to work at the first place and then in, mm-hmm. like, did you, at, at BIM, Broadcasting in Maryland, you learned camera and editing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then that's what you were doing. How like, to switch, how to, you know, run the studio, switcher and lighting and pretty okay. much everything. Yeah. It's all inclusive. And that was just in a year, in a year of school, schooling? Yeah, it was actually, it's only 600 hours. Gotcha. So it was okay. probably six or seven months. Okay. 
Well, and then so so at at like producers, you said you were started in like in the tape room doing. Yep. What were you doing? Like dubs. What does that mean? Copy tapes. Okay. You know the commercials. The, the, the producers from ad agencies would come in. Uh, the commercial would be finished. Yeah. And I would make sixty different tapes <laughs> that would be sent all across the country to go to every outlet to you know. Gotcha. That was before. I was gonna say that's yeah. before linear. I mean, it was non-linear. Non-linear, right? Right. So of course, like now, no one's sending tapes around. Like yeah. it's all digital. You just email yep. the file or whatever. It's on like a giant server, and everyone can have it or whatever you sell it. But yeah, that's so you like okay. So you're like making actual physical copies of tapes to send yep. out. That's cool. One inch tape, <laughs> three quarter tape, beta tape. We right. just make sixty or seventy copies. I need thirty of these, twenty of these. You know. And, right, uh, and then so, then but at producers you also did like video and yeah. Like, well, we had a, and... a big studio. Okay, there was a big studio there, and uh, and I'm asking because like you said that CBS Channel 13, they were like, well, I know you can do this and this and this and this. So you must have done all those things at producers. Yeah, they they saw the me studio. working in the studio. Okay, um, Channel 13 did all their promotions there. At okay. producers, they okay. would come to the studio. It was, yeah, it was right on that. And they hill. see yeah, who's TV doing on. what they can do. Yeah, and and it just sort of went from there. That's that's kind of funny that they they did their promotions out of like not in house. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. do that. Yeah, okay. it's because it's just certain things like they're news, so they're focusing on news and they're right. news shooters. They're going around, they're getting stuff, they're mm-hmm. coming back. Quick turnover. Yeah. You want stuff that's a little bit more produced, you take it to another house. Right. If uh, a sports team wants something a little bit more produced, they take it somewhere else. Like Plus a lot the, of the teams. They had paint boxes and they had high-end graphics and things right. like that right. that they could add, yeah. you know, flashing. I guess yeah. that makes sense, right? You had the, yeah, you had the things in-house to do all the stuff to make it look good. It was specialized. Yeah. It's, it's all, like you said, it's a bunch of different specialized people. Yeah. Right. Or shoot it on film. Right. Which... But you don't need any. Yeah, you, know, you didn't do. You didn't do that in a in a newsroom. Exactly. Right. It, it was all tape. It was all you know video. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so that and I'll say the so dad working at Jay Z the first time I ever edited edited anything <laughs> was dad came home with a a two what it was like a two tape deck editor. It must have mm-hmm. been one of the first like movable the trap. portable ones. Yeah, it was a DVC Pro, and it had two <laughs> monitors. Uh-huh. It was like thick. It's you know, it's like a foot thick. <laughs> you lift it up, but I remember Dad let me like as much as I could. He had a couple you, like, do wheels. Your hands like and you're it, a DJ. You're like, yeah, <laughs> like two <laughs> wheels. Yeah, but right. it was. It was shifting yeah. it back and making cuts and edits, and uh, it was something to do with horses. I don't know what what package you shot, but I remember editing. Yeah, and Dad was encouraging me and saying good things like, "Oh, that was right." Whether it was just me doing it, yeah, right. But I remember seeing the cuts I did and then seeing it in the piece mm-hmm. on the channel. Like, oh, I I edited something that was cool. Oh, yeah. you actually saw it on like I saw it on TV. I was like, oh, I made that man. cut, like the horse, oh, and then the person, yeah, and then another shot of a horse, and I like I like made those cuts. So it was yeah. the first editing I ever did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that was That's at the cool. point where we could take a a portable editor and take it on location. And cut a news story in in the a room in a, in a bedroom in a, you oh, know in a, right. somebody's kitchen. Yeah, uh, you didn't have to be in a truck to do it. Right, you know. But we did that to trucks too. I cut in the trucks, but these portable editors were just they were wonderful. Mm. Yeah, you know. And nowadays, now we all have them. That's yeah. What used to be <laughs> when I was there, we had microwave trucks. 
Um, so you had to have a line of sight that you could see the station, the tower. Uh, right, the tower. You know, Which if you wanted to get a live so shot, right, or yeah. you had to have a satellite truck. Uh, okay. And now they have satellite stuff on your backpack. Right. Yeah, Portable packs. Yeah, yeah. You could be live yeah. anywhere, yeah. anytime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Except I, for maybe... I Maybe maybe in a basement where you can't somewhere get where you, yeah exactly you know, maybe as anyone who's watched the art of craftsmanship live on YouTube may <laughs> also know that it's not great all the time when I'm shooting live from the basement. I actually did a live stream today on Instagram to show like opening up a box from a you were outside from though. a guy yeah I was outside but even still it was like on my phone I just hit live yep and I went live hey guys what's up here I am I'm gonna unbox this box and show you the axle I got you know. It's it's pretty incredible. I mean, I didn't I didn't anything to edit edit anything together at that point, but but I could have, you know, like after I shot it, it was like, do you just want to make this live or what do you want to do with it? I could have edited some stuff and put in some pictures and stuff, and it's crazy. I was a good editor, you know. I yeah. I cut a lot of stuff, but I don't do it now. Right. It's all you know, nonlinear, and or, I mean, you know, you can cut Devin, he can. Edit around me now, right? Because it's what, all online, yeah. And that's what you do, Devin, predominantly working for production now is doing like, editing pieces together, right? When you're yeah, doing sports, oh, I mean, yeah, it's well, first it's replays, right? For whatever, whether it's live broadcast to internet for Loyola or O's in house stuff, O's and Ravens, right? But that's editing together that's replay right. clips, highlights, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, every day. You're building, and that's you're yeah. building a and there's no time and showing it's it right like, away, yeah. and then it's gone and it disappears. <laughs> and you're building it like in like like seconds after it happens. Yeah, you're constantly like you building just, it just so you don't get behind. That's crazy. It's a good play, and then you have a. You already know I have this highlight and this highlight, so I'll just drop it in. Yeah, trim it up. That, yep, that's wild. I when I first did replays in a truck, I had a one inch one inch tape deck, <laughs> and I'm if it was a football i would put an enter mark mm-hmm. on the snap of the ball yeah if it's good play i'd have to rewind it back to there <laughs> pre-roll it <laughs> and manually spin the wheels with my fingers right. to slow it down or speed it up or whatever so that's well it's all what's it's a, instantly there and it runs all the time yeah. what's an enter mark uh when you edit when you make an edit uh-huh. it's just you hit enter or that's okay. your your mark yeah that's right. how you mark your so that's, your that's and then you push go to in your go timeline to your yeah okay but that's like a digital mark on your physical tape that it recognizes as like you can yeah. go back it'll yeah go back it's, to it. It, it it marks it on the time code okay. not necessarily yep. right on the tape it goes at this time code he said he wants to mark it so right. he goes the play's done he hits go back to mark and it'll just and, what? and okay. it goes and then you can it used to go back five seconds right because yeah. it took five seconds to rewind the tape. And it took five seconds to get up to speed right. to make your next cut. Right, right. So now you just do it when you stopped. We ate lunch. Yeah, yeah marked right. it. That was the mark you put. Yeah, Stop I just stopped and it. Started and again. Back up. Yeah, that's what it is. That's wild. <laughs> so, so Devin, like when? So, Dad, you worked in production, and then you know worked for um, WJZ, and then how'd you get into doing sports production? I was called by a friend, uh, Jeff. It said, would you be interested in working with the Ravens? We're putting a crew together to make these TV shows. And um, 
They'll be live a couple times a week. Okay. You know, and Jeff knew me because he worked for a another production house mm-hmm. where our competition in the old days. So right. and then when I was at Jay Z, I needed some production people and I called Jeff oh, nice. at, from his company to hire him and his crews to work with me when I was promote you know, promoting Right. Jay Z, because I did some promotion stuff for them, right? And I guess in turn, Jeff he knew what I could do, and I knew what he could do. Nice. And he said, "We're putting a screw together, and a big producer wants to put, you know, some top notch good crew people together." Right. And it was the same thing. You know, you didn't put in your resume or anything. It was just like, "Could you? Be, would you be interested?" And I was like, hey, yeah. "Yeah." Someone said to Jeff, "Like, get me four guys." <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "All yeah. right, I got He's, the guys I for got you." The guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, That's exactly yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Again, be nice to everybody. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't have to. But it's well, again, just, I mean, that's what that's what makes working together doable, right? right? I mean, like you and I work together on the channel, work during the podcast because we get along. Like, if we didn't get along, we wouldn't do the YouTube channel. We yeah. wouldn't do the podcast. We wouldn't do any of this, you know. Like, so just being like even remotely pleasant to most people mm-hmm. is usually like yeah. enough to like move you along. I mean, sure, don't you know? be a pain in the butt. And just if you can get your job done, it's that's like it. That's right. all you got to you know what you're doing. It's your next yeah. step up. Yeah. Because that person knows that they're not going to have to, they're not going to have to be on top of you to do your job. And yeah. they're also not going to have to do like figure out any drama with you. Like we know that if Scott's yeah. here, he's going to do his job. He's going to do it well. And he's going to get along with everybody. Right. Like that is, yeah. that's gold. <laughs> well, that, that is also, you know, in, well, Devin knows too, you know, in, in the, in the broadcasting business, um, people who work hard and hustle, Mm. tend to make it better than even if they don't know everything right they're willing to learn if they become a, a real pain they're the kind of people you're like well mm. if ask me here's a crew i'm not gonna recommend the guy that i think is a pain right because yeah. it's under my name yeah you know same thing yeah Devin he, has, he knows what he's doing he's kind of a pain. several people yeah. that i've worked with and I, it was like these guys are great yeah you right. Know? right so one of the guys that you had on yeah uh out out for, Albert. 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. That was cool. So then, so, so you were working with the Ravens and then, um, I know you, you occasionally would work for the Orioles, just mm-hmm. kind of filling in occasionally if they needed right. guys. But yep. I know that you said that the pay wasn't great for the Orioles, so you didn't yeah. really work all there that often. So then Devin, you, um, went to film school. I know you were interested in the film, like all, growing up and like i guess some of that was dad lynch introduced you to different stuff and then right, um right. so what like is that what um i don't know like what's the connection between what dad did i guess it, just his interest in it maybe got you into it or maybe was it something separate that got you into it or no yeah i remember like the editing thing and having cameras around right oh, okay. so then when i was a kid right i was constantly making movies and stuff that was right. like my hobby i get you guys in it and do stuff i'd ask dad to I remember one time I shot a, they were, it wasn't even, okay, so in middle school there's a project, like a World War II, you had to write a, uh, like a thesis or something, I don't know what it was, but you had to write this whole multiple page thing for World War II. Right. Report. And I decided to just make a movie. (laughs) So I shot it with my friends. Nice. And then it was like a day before it was due, and of course I asked dad, I'm like, can you like edit it? Go to work and edit it? He's like, no, I'm not editing, I don't know, 
eventually he said, all right, all right fine. <laughs> he did a, he did great. He added gunshots and stuff, and it was like this really cool World nice. War II thing. <laughs> I brought it into school, and at the time, you could connect all the TVs in middle school, yeah. right? And they were all connected to a VHS player in the office, yeah. and they would play it. So the whole school saw my <laughs> the whole World War II. <laughs> Dang, nice. And then my teacher was so upset. <laughs> He's like, what was that? That had nothing to do with anything. You know, I was just... <laughs> This this movie I made, he was so upset, but it was great. That's like, great. That's so funny. From there, everyone would come to me like, "That was awesome! Like, that movie you made was great." Nice. It was your middle school Emmy. Yeah. Right. So I had that, and just that I remember, like, which I tell people all the time, yeah. taking a photo. He would say, "Fill the frame." Yeah. So simple, but so many people don't do it. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you line up, and they just like give a lot air, of frame. You know, too space. much headroom. Yeah. Austin, it's like, what are you doing? Walk up. Get yeah. close to him. If if two people want a picture, unless you're Disney World and the castle's in the background. Yeah, right, exactly. Come up on the two people. Yeah. Fill the frame. Yeah. And you shot so much better. Stuff like that. Yeah. And then I went to film school. Another thing, I don't know if it was a mix of dad and mom. I remember watching 2001 on the TV mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. And dad going like, oh, watch this. Yeah. This is important. This is good. This is a good one. Yeah. And like me, like watching the whole thing like a maze, like 2001, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then also mom saying like, oh, you love movies. You know, you can do that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can do that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then going to film school and then being in film school and then going back to New York. And then I think dad saying like, well, if you want to come back, I can probably get you a job. It doesn't pay much, but you can probably work for the O's. Right. Uh, and I think by then I was ready to come home. So I was just like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. Consistent <clears throat> job. Yeah. So as you were talking about that, as you're talking about making movies, I, I it just came back to my mind. I'm not sure why I didn't think about it, but when we were kids on the farm, Dad, you would make movies mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. us. Of kids, we did Honey I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. <laughs> and what was the other Home Alone? Home Alone. And Home yeah. Alone. Uh-huh. So we had our own home movies. That's of true. So versions was, of Honey I Shrunk the Kids. There was that as a base too. <laughs> yeah. And like <laughs> there was I guess the, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids like there's the part where you're you're conco- you're making the uh the device or whatever, and you're like in a lab. And Devin, I remember you're under the table blowing on the hose to put bubbles inside. You can hear thing. me like, Shh. I was five, you know. Freezing. Oh, the good old days. Uh, that was that all done on just a, like a VHS recorder. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, that was, for BIM or just for fun? No, that was just for fun. So, yeah. We, uh, that was from. thing we, we had. That. That's when you said we had the cameras around. And that right? was no. Cuts that was all in camera. I shot, cuts. I yeah. shot it, it was all in camera. Yeah, That's right. how we would do it Stop. too. Like, That's, it. That's yep. a take. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One take, and <laughs> must be nice. prop, props for Drew. <laughs> yeah, when he went to his school and he was he had to edit something together. Yeah, that was another time when I realized what editing was. He was like, Oh, we'll just do it again. I was like, But we just shot like I messed it up. That's it, though. We got to move on. He's like, hmm. When I'll cut it, and then I'll cut back and forth through. Like, there was a scene. It was like the old joke thing. Like, there's a bunch of doors, and people are chasing back and forth through them. Right. But they pop mm-hmm. out of different doors. Right. It's just yeah, go in one door, come out a different but door. But Drew yeah, was trying to do hallway. that skit. And yeah. I was like, well, I'm, but I ran from here. Like, they'll know. He's like, I'll just cut it. Like, I'll edit it. And, you know, if, as long as the camera stays still. Yeah. I was like, oh, like it snapped. <laughs> I was like, editing. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about those. And 
Do we? I guess we have those tapes somewhere. Oh our, yeah, our... I still have them. <laughs> those are so they're in a box. Maybe we should we should put them on the channel. <clears throat> we should. They, they yeah. should put, we should yeah, put just... them on some kind of we'll put them on the autograph uh, thumb drives should, or yeah. something because uh, the oxide will fall off the tapes eventually. Right. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah. Is there any place? I mean, I know there are places, but like, oh yeah, we yeah. need to, like tons convert, of them. convert from VHS to digital. Yeah. Is that something we could do easily? We just send out a VHS yeah. tape. What do you yeah. like? How do you say? How do you ensure that you're not going to like lose it for good? You oh, there's companies that, that do it. You yeah. just you can send send them boxes. Right. There are places locally locally that you can take it okay. and physically take it to yeah. them. Yeah, that's I know. I feel like that's something that you don't want to like send away because like, if it gets right. lost in the mail, right. you're done. Oh, that's like that's it. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you like? Or we just spend whatever. On yeah, box and get probably cost VHS. you a couple hundred dollars and have it all converted. You can have VHS, like VHS player out, converted to like a USB in, mm-hmm. right? And then you know, just record on you buy that. Yeah, that would be great. We should just put that on the channel, like it's a ne- like it's a normal video. Be like, and like it, we'll like shoot a new thumbnail for it. Like, honey, I shrunk the kids making making of, <laughs> and then like just have that making a movie and <laughs> making a movie. I have some other format stuff, so then I have some. Stuff that was beta. I have some DVC Pro. Yeah. Um, commercials that you guys were in. Yeah, Drew yeah. Was in, were in. Um, yeah, I remember that. You know, I could yeah. probably convert it all. I have stuff from from nine eleven. Mm. You know, okay. when I worked at the uh, at the Pentagon those four days, which was I saved a bunch of stuff that I shot there. I don't remember. What did you was, do? I don't I, remember. Just so they they pulled you. He, he was down well, there. Well, the day. That happened. The plane went in the Pentagon. They sent me right away with a satellite truck. Oh wow! Okay. I spent four days down there shooting, just carnage just, yeah, and, and right. just uh, oh, packages of very patriotic stuff. Yeah, you know? right. Um, it was pretty moving. Yeah, a lot of you, tapes of that. Yeah, and you also have old. Was it eight millimeter, sixteen? That's probably eight. From when you were in college in Frostburg. Eight, oh, that was eight millimeter. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chasing those cows and stuff. <laughs> that was the funniest set yeah. of. That was videos. the five five legged cow. And it was just, you know. Mom, yeah, mom pulled up. She was like, uh, "I'm gonna for dad's birthday or something." Yeah, she's gonna transfer all these college film. Eight millimeter films. <laughs> I know. remember thinking like. That's a good idea. Because, <laughs> like, I don't think maybe she she said she didn't watch it. Oh, and I don't man. think she did. Because do you remember she, the one, one, one where they were smoking marijuana? Yeah, 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 yeah there was a shot of them up in Frostburg in the mountain, all yeah. just smoking. Dad's like, ah, sue me. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, what do you expect? And then one of them chasing cow, but it was just funny. Was yeah, like, that yeah. was funny. Was chasing cows. There's no way I would just. If Caitlin was like, "Hey, I got a bunch of college footage. Well, we got to check it first. Yeah, we should really look. <laughs> While we see what's going on. Nah, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't bad. No, it was, yeah, it was exactly. actually really tamed. Right? Yeah, yeah compared. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so all that you know is now we're now we're here and Devin, you are the reason why the art craftsmanship ship exists you know or the reason why we've made it into what it is because you said to me like hey i'm you know you're always making stuff and youtube is there and people are putting up really crappy videos and getting lots and lots of views so why don't we he's you were like i i want to try to keep making movies because i'm not really doing it that much anymore or keep making video and stuff something keep your chops up and why not why don't we you know try to try it out i'll come over and hang out in the shop and i'll just shoot you making stuff 
And, uh, and there you go. There was a, a comment that came on our videos today, I think, that someone said, uh, they said this is the best knife making video I've ever seen on our very first video ever shot. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I was like, man, all right. You see the rest of them. <laughs> right, exactly. You're for a you know what you're doing. It's, it's good quality stuff. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah, I don't know. And I, when I look back at that video, I mean, obviously there's things that were, that are, that we've changed and gotten better at, but I, um, patting myself on the back it seemed pretty natural like i didn't seem and i think that's also because it was you and me shooting together right so it's like you were giving me good direction it's just like me talking to you and it's always felt that way it's never felt really like of of course i understand that i'm talking to the audience and i do try to like you know i I have that in my mind but but it's a lot easier because i'm talking to you in the shop and so that you know that was pretty cool, you know, being like looking back and seeing that video and be like, oh, it was like pretty natural on camera. Maybe <laughs> yeah. that's just from a lifetime of working around people who are, you know, who did, you know, or not a lifetime, but, you know, half the lifetime of working around, pe- you know, people who do that type of stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, think about composition and think about art and think about, you know, quality and, you know, how do you put all that stuff together and to make a product that people will want to see. And, uh, yeah, it's been cool. We're still here, whether they want to see it or not. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great. I'm real proud of what you do, and I think it's fantastic work. You know, yeah. You do a great job as a host. He does a great job shooting it and editing, mm-hmm. and all in all, it it really is a really nice product. Yeah, thank you. You know, and I I mean, I've seen a lot, and it's high quality stuff. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and you're my I, boys, so, yeah. you know, that's cool, too. Makes it even better. But, I went to, uh, um, I went down to the, um, what's it, the Joppa Flea Market again recently and saw that guy, the the, the tall Russian guy who's there. I can't remember his name. And if you listen to the podcast, I'm sorry I can't remember your name, but I know. But he, uh, well, we went one time and he he's, he recognized me. He's like, hey, there are the He was talking to me. And then and then you were there. So he was talking mm-hmm. to you. He was like, I love your son's work. Blah, 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 blah. Like, they should go full time. You know, like, oh, yeah, it'd be nice. But <laughs> he, uh, he took a selfie with you when he was there. Yeah, right. And he goes, you're the father of him? I need a selfie with you too. Said, okay. That's great. Uh, that's been fun. Cool. All right, Dad. So uh, at this point, we like to uh, ask all of our guests a disaster story. And I know we prompted you, we didn't give you a ton of heads up before we started. But uh, if you could think of a story, something that you've done or made or were in the middle of where you were working on it and it just completely failed. And I know you've, you've done lots of things and you've made lots of things and you worked in different situations and, you know, we've, we've built decks and we've built buildings and, you know, you've done finer woodworking and cabinetry and all sorts of stuff. But, um, do you have a disaster story that the listeners can, can just really feel like they're part of all of us who fail at some point in making things because no one's <laughs> perfect. So, <laughs> Golly, I mean, I don't know if I have one big mm-hmm. disaster thing. Um, oh, must be nice. <laughs> I, I think it's it's yeah. you know, like you say, everybody has some. Yeah, it, it, there may be a lot of small mm-hmm. stories, you know, that uh, that you really don't think about, and they just happen. Right, I, I'm you not sure from it. Yeah. there was anything like nothing blew up or. Or destroyed a building, or, or right, anything right. quite that what about, horrendous. What about the, the the tire one, the big tire? Oh well, that <laughs> happened to me. Yeah, that <laughs> was just more of a it hurt. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of a disaster. Yeah, I was um, I was working for 
another one of my jobs. Pardon me. Good beer. <laughs> At, um, I was working for Goodyear. And I worked on what was called the A2 truck, which was off-road <clears throat> equipment. Mm-hmm. Working on big tires, tractors, loaders, things like that. So what's the size? They're like they're like six feet high, big, real big tires. The tire that got me, yeah, it was an articulating loader. We were taking it off of a piece of equipment. It had a big cut in it. We had to replace the tire. Right. And uh, I was working with another guy. I was knocking the rings off of it and getting it off the you know, off of the wheel itself, I broke everything free and had it ready to go. And we had these big, like a little crane on the, yep. on the truck that would pull, put hooks on the thing and, and pull the thing and hit it around the outside and put, squirt it with water, whatever, to get the, right. get the tire get off. Get the tire off the wheel. And right. I had walked around and I said, hold on, don't do anything. I'm walking between the tire and the truck. And the guy who was working the, ba- the boom pulled it and the tire cut loose and got me and just pinched my arm between the truck and and the uh and the tire and the tire probably weighed 600 pounds right you know so it just snapped my arm like a twig and it was it was ugly there was a few expletives flying (laughs) how uh how they how they pull it off it just bounced right off of my arm. Just went boom, boom. So it hit you, exactly. and then you moved your arm. Yeah, I, I just pulled it out, and it was, it was broken then. Oh, you know, in three man. places. You know, was that on your like forearm, wrist area? That was like... um, both arm bones and yeah. part of my wrist. Oh, holy. so radius, the ulna, and whatever in your thumb. Yeah, right. right. There, so, oh man, so, that's rough. Yeah. Um, Whew. I think that was the first time you saw uh, your mother saw me cry. <laughs> I came back and they put a cast on it. Yeah. And it it just sw- it got swollen oh, inside yeah. the cast. Oh, right. <clears throat> and I was laying they gave me some pain stuff but I could I could eat the whole bottle of them it didn't do anything yeah, I was crying. Right. Oh, Mom yeah. was there just hugging me and yeah, right. I think we were just so basically still just just dating. Oh man, and, uh, you know she was feeling sorry for me the whole night. You know I was just—I just remember crying to her. And she was felt so bad for me crying. Yeah, know? right. Of course, tough guy, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. crying like a baby on that. <laughs> it hurt. Oh, swollen inside. Oh, oh cast. That terrible. Oh, man, that's crazy. That was that was pretty bad. Yeah, you know. No, that's nothing that you really did. It was just a, it happened to you. Oh, right. I did. I did cut my knee that one time with a chainsaw. Oh, that, that was, was on you. Cutting down. <laughs> that was that on was you. Homie. Yeah, I just cutting down a tree and not oh, a big tree. That was a trimmer. That was a. No, it was a chainsaw. Was it a chainsaw? Chainsaw. Yeah, it was a straight tree against the house. It probably only maybe four or five inches, you know, a, across. Right. Yeah. But I was on my knees, mm-hmm. cutting it. Yeah. And the chainsaw went through and zoop right in oh. the, and it stalled in my knee. And, oh. so, you know, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I still get the willies. Some I just <laughs> grab working a chainsaw. Yeah, I'm very yeah. like hesitant. Yeah, it's yeah. just so crazy. It all has. To it was ugly. Stuff. It's like a uh, lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> you brush it against your skin, you're done. <laughs> yeah, right. So I always like, have that in the back of my head. And like I say, I got plenty of little ones now. Let's start <laughs> yeah, add, right. add up. <laughs> and yeah, I think and yeah. you and I were cutting down something when we were making a fence. I forget mm-hmm. where. 
we were putting up a fence, and we we were working a chainsaw. It was just like, I don't, I don't know about all this. Yeah. Oh, Bob's? Probably Bob's. Bob Rollison. Yeah. Got his chainsaw out. We yeah. were cutting, and it's, you know, you're like, usually up on a ladder doing stuff. <laughs> you know, you're pushing hard, and you're just thinking, yeah, like, yeah. I'm here. If, I, if it goes through a little bit quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> there's always that that moment of hesitation where you're like, uh, what are all the things that could go wrong right. in this situation? <laughs> you hope you account for them all and you check off the list, you know, <laughs> like, and then it's sometimes like, it just happens. You're like, Oh, there's the thing that I didn't think was going to happen. <laughs> Very quick. Yeah. Yeah, I all just right. thought about like three or four other ones, but I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you said right there. Like a lot of little ones of like mm-hmm. things that happen over the years. Yeah, they all come back to you real quick. Yeah, right. <laughs> all the pain comes flooding back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that like uh, we didn't have any big accidents, but just working, you know, cutting down the bush outside and we're like using the saws all and then hacking up with the like the, the axes and stuff and there's always just like the chance, you know, of something crazy happens. But uh, I guess that's half the fun too. <laughs> is the, is the uh, it's danger. Oh, God bless you. Half of the fun of the, yeah, right. The adrenaline rush of what it is. You know, you feel the power of a chainsaw. Like you know that of course it's like it has the potential to be completely ruinous. You know, that's what its job is: <laughs> right. is to cut through stuff. So that's yeah. That's I think that's why. Uh, majority of sawyers are men right because there's something in something with testosterone and that level of uh danger well yeah we're all dumb enough to do it right, <laughs> right exactly yeah i'll be fine yeah we're like i'm not using that <laughs> probably See, that's, hurt that's the difference between us and women right exactly say, well we'll just hire somebody to do that uh, someone <laughs> dumb why they live longer right? <laughs> as we know all right well uh what do we think? We got ready for some recommendations. Do you think of anything? Yeah, I um, just in general the um, Meat Eater channel. They have a bunch of side side videos on YouTube, like um, Canadian Angler, and they've got um, a, a food a food show, and they're they're producing so much good stuff. Other than Meat Eater season eleven, right? Which right now is only on their website, which is disappointing. So I don't want to watch their show on my cell phone. Right, yeah. <laughs> and I can I can um, share it to my TV, which is where I would like to watch it, but it's like a lower quality, and that annoys me. Mm. It's like this beautiful show. They're in like Alaska and Montana, and it's this great thing, but it's like, it's crappy quality when I when right. I cast it to the TV. So, But they've got so many good other shows <laughs> on Meat Eater. Uh, just look, at them, look them up on YouTube. And right. Really good stuff. Nice. Right on. Um, my recommendation this week is Don Wynn Knives. Uh, Don is an awesome knife maker, and he has a YouTube channel. Um, and uh, I actually just watched one of his videos today, and I'd seen it before, but it was it's uh, I can't think of the name of it right off the top of my head, but it's about making a minimalist handle for a knife. So he's already made the knife, and he's just making just designing the handle and talking about how do you design a handle to go with a knife? You know, if the knife is really simple, then you have to have a handle that has a little bit more detail to it. And thinking about, we were shooting a video today on like adding liners, you know, like to a handle liner isn't, isn't particularly necessary, but it adds something else to the handle. That's not just wood against metal. You add some color and a pop of something or metal or whatever it is. So, um, he goes through and he's like kind of drawing out the handle, which is really interesting. And he draws a few different versions of it. And some are more detailed and some are less detailed and some have different facets and curves and things. And so it's just an interesting way to, um, look at a part of knife making that a lot of people don't think about 
which is how important the handle is with the knife when you have those two things together. And just uh, looking at the, the sheep shear knives that we just finished and how like the reason why I made the sheep shear knives was because I had seen a few different people make them and I, I wasn't happy with any of the handles that I had seen from other people. A lot of people put like a big chunky thing on the end and it was just, they just didn't have this kind of elegance that I thought that they needed. So then I started yeah. playing around and designing a different type of handle and then found something that I thought was nice. Which you mentioned in the, uh, in, in the, the newest video. video. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't like anyone. So this is what I did. At the end you're like, I used the take where you were like, you're talking about it and you're like, I really love the handle design, but then you made like a, well, yeah, like a yeah face. Like, well, I did it. <laughs> I course, came up right. with that's, it. That's the whole point. But that's why like, I, I love it. the handle yeah. design. <laughs> well, I did. I, and, and in the video, we just, you see the one drawing of the handles that I did, which turned out really nice. And I, you know, that was the final drawing, but I had worked through a bunch of different drawings and I had an idea of what I wanted, but really it was like, I, I knew it had to be, it had to have a certain like elegance to it because the way the handle is it's it's got this history of being a sheep shear thing so it's a really kind of aggressive thing and and so i knew it had to have some kind of simple geometry and some like facets to go with some curves and things so um but don does a good good job of talking through that process um in a really interesting way so check out don wind knives on uh instagram and also on youtube there you go yeah and, and Dad, we sprung that on this uh, recommendation thing on you today. But do you have anything? Uh, you know, I recommend that folks um, not necessarily anything new. Maybe go back, watch mm. some old black and white shows, because mm -hmm. it was family fun, good morals, mm -hmm. and. Just funny stuff, you know. Right. <laughs> uh, Burns and Allen, uh, Andy Griffith, just stupid, funny little shows. But there was always something funny about them, and uh, they were well, well made. And mm -hmm. if you haven't gone back and, and looked at some old black and white shows, some of them are just, you know. My wife and I do it a lot, and we have more belly laughs <laughs> looking at, you know. Uh, you know, a Barney Fife than, right, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. not necessarily Gomer or something like that, but, <laughs> but just good, good, fun, clean entertainment. Andy or, Griffith. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. And it, actually, like, it's, it's, um, one of the shows that I really like. That's an, it's an older one. It's actually kind of bridged the gap, but is the, uh, um, uh, last of the summer wine which is a bbc show and mm -hmm. it's actually it was one of the longest running sitcoms i think i think like the simpsons has surpassed it now but uh but it was like 30 years and and it went from you know the early 70s up until the 90s and uh just watching some of that stuff and seeing like how it's filmed and how it's like the interesting way that they do shots and then also how they edit things together but then all that on top of how relevant some of the issues that they deal with then are the same issues we deal with now, just oh, different yeah, time yeah. periods. Yeah, how you deal is. with them in different ways. Right. So it's like the time machine is there. It's like right. it's gone around full circle. Yeah, and I'll know? see, especially with that show, I'll see like funny edits, like sitcom edits, the way they edit something together, where you're like really close up on, and then they're really far away, but you hear the audio like they're close to you, and like things like that. Then I see that in more, you know, in in like contemporary shows, and I'm like, oh, that's you know just something that they've done throughout the years, and they probably got it from someone else, and like from the original movies, you know, right. like it all it all goes back together. So 
That's cool. Good old stuff. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, usually I would have someone tell all of our listeners where they could find them on uh, social media, <laughs> but you know, other than Facebook, I think, you know, <laughs> like you follow there, but, um, you but can, you can find him on our channel. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Check out the, the yeah. The uh, Smithy build. You can see our dad there and, mm-hmm. uh, and this will be here as well and maybe we'll put up some of those videos the the uh, honey great. i shrunk the kids or home alone yeah that would be fun <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> all right everybody well thank you all so much for listening um we uh you can always head over to patreon.com for slash outer craftsmanship if you want to um support us further for the channel and for the podcast um also we are still uh, making some of our top five comments slash questions videos. So if you are interested in participating in them and you have a question you want to ask, um, you can always drop a question in those comments um, of the videos. But if you head over to patreon.com and you become a patron there, you can join us in the discord and you can ask questions and we'll answer those there as well. So it's a fun community. We've had really, we've had a good time kind of communicating with those, uh, the patrons on discord and giving them a little like, you know, more behind the scenes stuff, more snippets of what's happening and, Become kind of a little community, which is which is really nice. So, um, you know, you guys can always help us out over there. And then also, you go over to YouTube and check out our videos there. Subscribe, like, comment, all the good stuff. Sheep's uh, your knife. Hit the bill. Yeah, yeah. Sheep's your knives are coming out, or they came out today. Today is Thursday. Today is Wednesday. Wednesday. So they'll be. So, yeah, this is done. It's already. It's yeah, already. Well, out. If you listen a million to this on Friday, by then. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> it's doing pretty well right now, which is good. But yeah, head over to head over to YouTube and uh, follow us there. Subscribe and uh, let us know what you think about all the videos. We really appreciate it. And then you can also follow us on Instagram at the Art of Craftsmanship and at the Art of Camera Guy. Get a little bit more behind the scenes and see what's happening. See all the beers I've been drinking for the uh, 24 beers of Christmas Advent. <laughs> it's been fun. <laughs> I feel like I turned into like a beer advocate guy on there. I'm like, I got to start putting some other stuff. Get so. back to regular stuff. Get back to the real stuff. Dad, it was a pleasure. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dad. Dad thank you. It was a pleasure. Everybody else, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.